Happy Halloween, you ghouls and gals. This is another short by Lyrica. Lock them up, keep them away, or you might find these furry little animals eating your next crush. We delve into a story that's about a girl with a dark secret and bunny ears. <laughs> this is Creature. I guess I was scared. Scared? Scared of what? He asked. Of people? What people are capable of when they are cornered? She answered. Scared of what I'm capable of doing. His head tilted to the side as she spoke the last words. Her baby blue eyes fixated on his dark green eyes. <sighs> Don't tell me you understand what I'm dealing with. You have no idea of the pain and misery I've had to endure all these years. She glared at him for a moment longer, her blonde hair dancing with the wind as it swept it gently. He continued to study her. Sure, he was never there while she battled the monster, but he was there now. And that was all that mattered. The silence that flowed made her break her focus and turn her gaze to the placid lake that ran to the horizon. Normally it would be a picturesque scene, but today with the gray skies, it was nothing fantastic to admire. It was cloudy out and the overcast revealed her face a bit harsh. She was so pretty. Was she beautiful? No but pretty. Small droplets began to pelt his face as his eyes shifted up to see the dark and menacing clouds giving in and relinquishing its drizzle. It had been five years. Five miserable goddamn years. Well, then tell me! He broke his gaze from the clouds. A small glint of desperation showed as the man looked back to her waiting for clarification. He was used to fixing things, making them right. He never gave up nor came across an issue that he wasn't able to fix. She's broken. I can't fix her. He thought bitterly to himself. Please, tell me. Help me so I can help you. He pleaded, looking outward. Her mind began to replay the events of her past. Her eyes opened. Darkness. What was that? Tapping. The blonde child remembered. I'm in the closet. Reaching up, her hands groped aimlessly for the knob as she pulled herself up to stand. Pain shot through her neck and arm as she moved. Are you up? A voice called to her as she continued to look for the knob. She began to shake with anxiousness as her hand laid rest on the cool metal knob. Turning it, she grunted quietly as she pushed open the heavy door. Sunlight poured in and she was greeted with the aroma of freshly baked bread. Her eyes took a second to adjust to the sunlit room as they roamed the area. Is it a dream? Something appeared to be in place and 
normal. She was a little relieved for that. Her eyes grew big and fear gnawed in her belly. Claw marks. The claw marks were there on the floor. At the foot of the bed. It was real. She thought to herself momentarily as she turned her head to the bathroom. She was twelve. At first, he was sweet. He was a cute, furry, bunny-like creature. She looked at him as she spoke. We did everything together. My parents weren't concerned because I kept him in a small cage. She smiled faintly at the memory, and he continued to study her. The sky began to turn from overcast gray to a sully, threatening dark gray. He shot a quick glance to the clouds nervously, but stayed seated. One day, I was out playing with friends and hurt my knee. I tried to walk it off, but was dealt back with a sharp pain every time I did. I then decided to go home. While inside, I sat on my floor with my back against the bed. It was starting to get dark outside, so I turned my lamp on. The light shined everywhere, but would cast shadows in corners and underneath things. I studied the wound on my knee and was about to get up and wash it when I noticed the glowing red eyes underneath the desk. I smiled as I scooted over to the desk and pulled the cage out. I placed the cage between my legs and opened it, picking him up and placing him on the ground. He wandered around the small boundary I made with my legs and began to sniff the wound. Before I knew it, he began to clean it. He started at the edge of the scrape, which was starting to scab, and continued to lick and gnaw on it until the scab was completely gone. He left behind a perfect oval shape once he was done. I smiled as the pain was gone. Besides the blood and bits of dead skin on his whiskers and mouth, he appeared okay. I carried him around on my shoulder for a while and put him back in his cage for the night. His face began to grimace as she spoke of the details. A look of disgust began to distort his facial features as she continued. Once he had his first taste of blood, he was hooked. Her shoulders shrugged as he spoke. I had to feed him. She sighed as she continued. There was an accident. It began with Chinny in my fifth grade class. I invited her over for a sleepover. She never really liked me, so it was easy. Her mom dropped her off after school on Friday. I asked her what she wanted to do and she just kind of rolled her eyes and took out her phone to play a game. I told her we should go to the woods out back because there were rumors that it was haunted. I was surprised when she happily obliged. I grabbed my pullover and placed him in the front pocket. He snuggled to my hands. We were out there for about 10 minutes, not really doing much but wandering around aimlessly. There was an old monkey wrench that was left behind by somebody. There was a noise that echoed out in the distance. It was as good as any opportunity. She turned her head with excitement, and the wrench went down. I heard the crack, but it was more of a soft crack that muffled due to the skin and hair being a barrier. 
You know, movies always glorify the sound. It's not really like that, you know. It was a lot quieter. She didn't even scream. His face was filled with horror as she described the scene. There wasn't much blood at first, and I was concerned he wouldn't have enough life force to consume. She laid there motionless. Her purple jacket and blue jeans were a complete contrast to the brown leaves and soft earth underneath her. It was twilight, and her hair looked like a pale white instead of a light wand it was. The blood mixed with the hair gave the appearance of a white river with the red streams intertwined. It was so beautiful, but it wasn't enough. I had to make more. I kneeled over her, and with two more strong whacks, the blood flowed freely, exposing brain matter and other innards. He ate. He ate like a king that night and slept like a baby. I picked him up and looked at her corpse. Not knowing what to do, I kicked her body into an old stream that was well hidden by shrubbery and such. I got home that night and after cleaning, I went to my mother and said that she decided to sneak out to explore the woods. They looked for her for months. But with no body, it eventually went cold. What the fuck? He was dumbstruck as she continued. His voice trailed off. Tears began to fill her eyes as she choked up. She had to stop for a moment to gather herself. There were five more. Three were close friends and the other two were sitters. He just kept getting greedier and greedier. Finally, one day, I came in from ice skating. She wiped a tear away as she inhaled and then continued between sniffles. I sat on the floor cleaning my skate off and cut myself by accident on the edge of the skate. His red eyes glistened under that desk. It was late and I was so tired. The blood began to drip from my hand as I tried not to bleed on the floor. The rage... The cage started to rattle, and before I knew it, he dashed towards my hand and began to bite down hard. His teeth were so sharp and strong from gnawing his other meals. Pain shot down my arm, and I saw stars momentarily from the sudden rush of blood. I flung him off me. He hit the wall and ricocheted into a wastebasket. It was silent for a moment as I cried and tried to pull myself up, again to move cautiously as to not drip blood. I stood up and was about to head to the restroom when I felt a sudden bite on the back of my neck. I shrieked and yanked the closet door open, pulled him off and tossed him across the room. I barricaded myself into the closet where I eventually fell asleep. I woke up to the sound of my mother tapping on my door. I felt it was safe to come out, and did so. I hoped it was all just a dream, but the claw marks were there. My eyes scanned the room, and I couldn't find him. Quietly, I turned to go to my bathroom. 
I looked up, and there on top of the door frame, he sat perched. His red eyes were big and wild as he looked down upon me. I gasped for a moment at the loss of words. The rest was in slow motion. He sprang down and took a hold of my neck. I was done for. I was so tired of hiding and running away. The lies, the cover-ups were tiresome. Either he had to go, or I did. I grabbed hold of his neck and yanked him from my head. Blood began to drip from my crown and got into my eyes. My vision was a split between scarlet and blurry as I circled the room trying to find something to put him in. His cage was destroyed. My closet was still open, so I reached for a suitcase. I threw him in and locked it. Calmly, I went to the bathroom and rinsed my face and cleaned up my wounds. Scratches and bite marks and punctures littered my upper body as I carefully patted them with the warm cloth. I kept my eyes on the suitcase. It was unusually still. I sat with my family and ate breakfast. My mother looked concerned as she assessed my appearance. My father kept his face glued to the paper and didn't even look up. I stammered as I made an excuse of some sort. Rolling her eyes, she continued. I think it was something about exploring the woods. I forget. Excusing myself, I grabbed the suitcase and made my way outside. It was clear, sunny day as I made my way to the train station. The conductor was busy fumbling with tickets and conversing with the travelers as the depot was bustling with people going in and out. I swiftly made my way back to where the luggage was being transported to the train. Peering both ways for anyone watching, I tossed the suitcase on the back and rushed away. That night, I finally slept. He was speechless. She looked at him, tears drying, leaving a stream behind. I struggle with all the deaths that I caused, and that will continue. She then turned her gaze to the water again. The drizzle began to get heavier as she continued. Neither one of them moved or made any other attempt to shield themselves as the rain poured on them. It torments me. I see their ghosts at night. I hear their screams and cries of injustice. I feel the scratches and bites that physically are not there but have mentally left their scars. The scars are so deep and hollow. Wounds that are filled with poison and vile things. Finally, he stood up. I, I can't do this. He looked down to her as she sat. I'm sorry. She nodded bitterly and watched as he left. It was the fourth one to leave. Digging in her pocket, she pulled out a smaller version of the bunny-like creature. The first being white as snow. This one was as black as a raven. She unleashed him to follow him. She was tired of them running away. She would make sure this one would stay around and make her happy.
Thank you all for listening in. Remember not to eat too much candy and have a wonderful, frightful Halloween. We'll see you next time.